Welcome back to the Word Encounter, episode 53. If we recall, when we left off in uh, chapter 15 of 1 Samuel yesterday, um, Samuel was mourning over Saul because the Lord had regretted making him king. And so in verse uh, 1 of chapter 16, it says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long are you going to mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem because I have selected a king from his sons. And so Samuel goes on his way. <clears throat> and then um, it says in verse 6, uh, when he arrived, uh, Samuel saw Eliabab. And so what, what happened was uh, Samuel went uh, to Jesse, and Jesse had many sons. And so he started bringing the sons out. And then in verse 6, it says, when Samuel saw Eliabab, or Eliab, I should say, and says, certainly the Lord's anointed one is uh, here before him. In other words, he's thinking Eliab is the one. But in verse 7, the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his stature because I have rejected him. In other words, Samuel must have been impressed with what he saw, but the Lord said, don't look on the outside. Humans do not see what the Lord sees, for humans see what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. And so the Lord is telling Samuel, you know, you're using your eyes, but I'm looking past that. He's not the one. So they keep bringing out more sons, more sons, more sons. And, um, and then finally, uh, in verse 11, Samuel asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? And he says, they're still the youngest. And so he says, well, go get them. And so in chapter or in, in verse 12, it says, so Jesse sent for him. He had beautiful eyes and a healthy a handsome appearance. Then the Lord said, anoint him for he is the one. So Samuel took a horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully on David from that day forward. So as soon as he was anointed, the spirit of the Lord just descended on him. Boom. And then we see in verse 14, now the Lord, or now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul. And so it, it was deposited on David and it left Saul. And an evil spirit sent from the Lord began to torment him. And so we see that the Lord is sending an, an evil spirit or he's allowing an e evil spirit, whatever. But um, uh, uh, it shows that he has some mastery over Satan, you know, because he's doing this. And so <clears throat> the spirit started to torment Saul. And so then Saul is telling his his assistants and whatnot, you know, what's going on. And um and so they said, uh, essentially, let's find someone who can play the lyre for Saul so to calm him down. And so then in verse 17, it says, then Saul commanded his servants, find me someone who plays well and bring him to him and so and bring him to me. And so he, he told his servants to go find this person that can play the lyre that will calm me down and stop me from being tormented. In verse 18, one of the young men answered, I have seen the son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He is also a valiant man, a warrior, eloquent, handsome, and the Lord is with him. And so obviously David has some warrior experience because it calls him a valiant man and a warrior. And so um, how they knew this, how the servants knew this, I don't know. But we go to verse 19. Then Saul dispatched uh, messengers to Jesse and said, send me your son, David, who is with the sheep. So they know he's a sheep tender. And so he sends words to Jesse, send me your son. And it says in verse 21, when David came to Saul and entered his service, Saul loved him very much. 
and David became his armor bearer. And so for whatever reason, when Saul sees David, they have an attachment and he becomes his armor bearer. In verse 22, then Saul sent a word to Jesse, let David remain in my service for he has found favor with me. In verse 23, whenever the spirit of God came from Saul, uh, yeah, whenever the spirit of God came on Saul, David would pick up his lyre and play and Saul would be relieved, feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. And so, you know, um, you know, basically, you know, David is, 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 is Saul's kind of physician, if you will, right? Because he's ministering to him in music that is calming his spirit, calming his soul so that this stuff that comes on him can leave. So obviously he becomes very important to Saul. And we see uh, in chapter 17, uh, the Philistines had gathered their forces and the Israelites have gathered their forces because uh, they're going to come into confrontation. In verse 3, it says the Philistines were standing on one hill. The Israelites were standing on another hill with a ravine between them. And so here they are on two hills essentially facing each other, <coughs> excuse me, facing each other for battle. And so in, in verse 4, it says, then the champion named Goliath from Gath came out from the Philistine camp. He was nine feet, nine inches tall and wore a bronze helmet and bronze scale armor that weighed 125 pounds. So he's nine, nine. So if you think of a basketball hoop, a basketball hoop is 10 feet from the ground. And so he's only three inches short of a basketball hoop, you know. So this dude is big and he wears armor that weighs 125 pounds. And so he comes out from the Philistine camp and he approaches the Israelites. And in verse eight, he stood and shouted to the Israelite battle formations. Why do you come out and line up in a battle formation? She says, why are you lining up to fight? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Choose one of your men and have him come down against me. If he wins in a fight against me and kills me, we will be your servants. But if I win against him and kill him, then you will be our servants and serve us. So he said, look, we don't need to go to war. You know, just send your best dude out and have him face me. So send me a proxy soldier, if you will. He'll take the place of the army and, I, and I'll fight against him and we'll see who wins and that will determine who wins this battle. And so uh, he went on to say that he defies the ranks of uh, Israel today. Send me a man so we can fight each other. In verse 11, when Saul and all Israel heard these words from the Philistine, they lost their courage and were terrified. And so they saw Goliath. Goliath is huge. They're, they're regular men. And so they're terrified. Nobody wants to go out. And we see in verse 12 <clears throat> that Jesse had eight sons during the time of Saul's reign. And his, his three oldest sons, you know, went to war with Saul. And so they were out there against the Philistines. And it says in verse 16, every morning, and evening for 40 days, the Philistines came forward and the Philistine came forward and took his stand. And so for 40 days, every day, Goliath would come out and torment the Israelites. You know, he would mock them. He would talk about them and whatnot. And they just they didn't send anybody. So this went on for 40 days. And so um, so Jesse, you know, David's father and and his his brothers who were in the uh, Israelite army, um, he wants to check on his sons. It says, so he tells David, you know, check on the well-being of, of your brothers and bring a confirmation from them. So he wants to send David 
you know, to check on his brothers. So he loads David up with some food, you know, and his servant said, go check on your brothers. And so David goes uh, to, the, to where the army is, and he goes up to the battle line, to the battle formation, you know, to find out what's going on. And so uh, he was talking to some of the soldiers when he's asking about his brothers, and it says in verse 23, while he was speaking with them, suddenly the champion named Goliath, the Philistine of Gath, from Gath, uh, came forward from the Philistine battle line and shouted his usual words. And so David is talking with the Israelites. Goliath comes out, he does his usual thing, and David is taking notice. You know, he's like, okay, what's this about? And so... <clears throat> And so then uh, he witnessed the Israelites being terrified before Goliath. And so in verse 25, it says, Previously, an Israelite man had declared, Do you see this man who keeps coming out? He uh, comes to defy Israel. The king will make the man who kills him very rich and will give him his daughter. The king will also make the family of that man's father exempt from paying taxes in Israel. And so whoever defeats Goliath will get a, will get a wife and his father won't have to pay taxes. And so in verse 26, David spoke to the men who were standing with him. What will be done for the man who kills that Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? And so, and, you know, David wants this clarified. He wants to confirm, you know, and uh, just who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And so David is in, indignant with regard to what Goliath is doing. He's also checking for confirmation on what the reward will be uh, should a man defeat him. In verse 27, the troops told him about the offer, concluded this is what will be done for the man who kills him. And so he's talking to the, to the, um, to the soldiers and David's brother, his oldest brother, overhears this conversation, and he gets uh, he gets upset, he gets angry, and he says, he says to David, you know, why did you come down here? He asks, um, who did you leave those few sheep with in the wilderness? And so he's kind of mocking his brother. He's like, why did you come down here? What about those few sheep you're supposed to be watching over? In other words, this is this is man's business. What you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Get going. And so uh, in verse 29, David says, what have I done now? You know, it was just a question. And so, <laughs> like, and so in verse 30, then he turned from those beside him to others in front of him and asked about the offer again. And people gave him the same answer. So he's checking for a, a second time. He wants the confirmation for a second time. Now, what again is going to happen? How am I going to get rewarded if I defeat this Philistine? This is what he's checking on. And so we move on. And... Um, in verse 31, what David said was overheard and reported to Saul. So he had David brought to him. In verse 32, David said to Saul, don't let anyone be discouraged by him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. So David said, I'll go. You know, I, I, nobody else will go, but I'll go. But David is young. You know, he's a youth. And so Saul, Saul replies, you can't go fight this Philistine. You're a youth. And he's, a war, he's been a warrior since he was young. He said, you can't, if I send you out there, you're going to die. You can't go fight this guy. No, 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 no. But David answered in verse 34, your servant has been tending his father's sheep. Whenever a lion or a bear came and carried off a lamb from the flock, I went after it, struck it down, and rescued the lamb from its mouth. If it reared up against me, I would grab it by its fur, strike it down, and kill it. Verse 36, your servant has killed lions and bears. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Verse 37, then David said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And so David is, is 
is is indignant with the the actions of the Philistines, and he's telling him what he's going to do. And so Saul said, well, go, and may God be with you. And so David goes. And so it says in verse 39 that, uh, well, first Saul gave him his armor, and uh, David strapped on his sword over uh, his military clothes and tried to walk, but he was not used to them. I can't walk in these, David said to Saul. I'm not used to them. David said, I can't fight in this stuff. I can't fight in your stuff. I need to have my stuff, is essentially what David is saying. So David took off his stuff <laughs> in verse 40. Instead, he took his staff, his hand, and chose five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in a pouch in his shepherd's bag. Uh, with the sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. In verse 42, we drop down. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he despised him because he was just a youth, healthy, and handsome. And so essentially, he was uh, Goliath was like... <laughs> he was kind of insulted. In verse 43, he said to David, am I a dog that you come against me with sticks? You know, it's like, who are you? David said to the Philistine, you come against me with the sword and spear I have uh, and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of armies, the God of the ranks of Israel. You have defiled him. You have defied him. Today, the Lord will hand you over to me. Today, I'll strike you down. Remove your head and give the corpses of the Philistine camp to the birds of the sky and the wild creatures of the earth. Then the world will know that Israel has a God. In verse 37, and this whole assembly will know that it was not by sword or by spirit that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's. He will hand you over to us. When the Philistines started forward to attack him, David ran quickly to the battle line to meet him. So Goliath is coming forth, and David is running out to meet him. And it says that... Uh, 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 David uh, took his sling, uh, 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 threw a stone, it hit him, it sunk into Goliath's forehead, Goliath fell over, and then it says in verse 51, David ran over to him, stood over him, grabbed the Philistine's sword, pulled it from its sheath, and used it to kill him. Then he cut his head off, and the Philistines stood, and the Philistines saw that the hero was dead. When, when they saw that he was Goliath was dead, they fled. And when the Israelites saw that the Philistines fled, the Israelites chased down the Philistines. And it says Philistine bodies were strewn all over the road uh, to Gath. In verse 53, when the Israelites returned from pursuit of the Philistines, they plundered their camps. David took, took Goliath's head and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put Goliath's weapon in, in his own tent. And so we see that David's actions were not only brave, but they inspired an entire army. And he not only uh, killed the Philistine, he cut his head off and terrified the opposing army because of his actions, because he had supreme confidence in the Lord. And with that, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.